Good morning. We are going to open up the Bible in a moment, but before we do that, I want to start with a, a couple of little stories. Uh, ten years ago this week, I returned from a mission trip in Sri Lanka, and I had the most amazing time. It was a it was a transformative experience in a lot of ways, and we ran a youth camp. It was from the church that uh, we were sent from in Aberdeen, and I remember being incredibly nervous about going to just the other side of the world. Mary and I were two years married, so I was going to spend just over two weeks without her as well, which was the longest, still to this day, is the longest that we've ever been apart. And, uh, you know, there's just lots of unknowns in this massive step, you know, two weeks on a mission trip, other side of the world, different culture from, uh, you know, a, a Glaswegian lad who loves his iron brew. But I uh, went across and had a great time. The first day we were in a, what was it, Gampala, I think it was, we went to get our money changed. And the very first note I received, I'll put the, the picture up, was this Sri Lankan banknote that said, Jesus never fails. And it's just a small banknote, but it just settled me for the rest of the trip. And yeah, I've still got the note, though I think I've lost it in a book somewhere. I put it in a book somewhere, along with a commemorative George Best five-pound note as well. So it's in one of my books somewhere. But I remember that banknote just being such a, yeah, a small thing, but it made such a big difference. And then about three months ago, I was clearing out my garage. And uh, that evening, my eyes started getting really itchy. So I was like rubbing my eye. And then in the middle of the night, I woke up with this incredible pain in my eye. And I didn't end up sleeping the rest of the day. Phoned NHS 24, went to the opticians and then they uh, managed to get, it was a little piece of metal that was in my eye. Got it out, gave me eye drops and then two days, two days later, later I was still so sore and ended up being referred on to A&E. <coughs> and then I ended up having a rust ring in my eye and they had to remove the rust ring by using this vibration thing on my eye, eyeball, really funny sensation. But the small speck just completely floored me. A small metal speck on my eye. There's something in the small. We're doing a, a continuing of series called There's Something in the Small. We've looked at a small lunch, uh, feeding thousands. We've looked at a small shepherd boy, a defeating a giant and this morning we're looking at a small mustard seed and it's just unpacking reiterating reinforcing that small things make a difference there's power in the small there's something in the small that we as Jesus people are not to neglect because uh, it matters it all matters we can chase the big moments and often miss the small we can become so fixated and a hundred steps ahead in this big massive thing when actually what's involved in that a uh, hundred steps is small obedient yeses it's in the small there's something in the small or we can bypass the small specks that appear in our hearts that uh, aren't so great and then they grow into something which is a problem further down the line so small uh, there's something in the small with with good stuff and also just warnings uh, in the, the bad stuff as well. And the heart of this series is all about not neglecting the small or thinking it doesn't make a difference because it does. And I want to encourage us to uh, be more aware 
of the small, for an awareness to look and hunt down joy and contentment and awareness in the small. Because time and time again, God takes our small and he does what he does. In our weak, small state, he shows us his goodness, his protection, his love, his provision, his freedom in setting us free. Uh, I want to ask us, have we been mindful of the small this last week? Have we thanked God for the everyday small blessings that we encounter, that we receive? Have we been aware of the little specks, perhaps, that are landing on our hearts? I don't know why I my fingers. That are landing on our hearts. Oh, that's not so great. I'm going to go and address that. Have we been aware of that this week? Perhaps there's an invitation this morning just to step into that and bring it to Jesus and not step ahead longing for something that was actually never part of the plan. To own our space. I want to pray before we read a couple of verses from the book of Matthew. Jesus, you are so good. And in our wee spheres of influence that you entrust to us, that you gift to each and every one of us. And the small that you have entrusted to us. I want to pray, come Holy Spirit. And the small that you are warning us about. I want to pray, come Holy Spirit. Would you guide us, convict us, encourage us, stir us this morning as we look at your holy word. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. We're looking at one of Jesus' parables, which are stories uh, that were told to his disciples on earth uh, to help them understand and, uh, yeah, just his love and the kingdom of heaven. And they were often layered, you know, it was an illustration that was uh, layered with, with more uh, guidance or more uh, understanding of who Jesus really is and why he was on earth. We did a series about two years ago called Encounters with Jesus that has a couple of those parables in them, unpacking that. If you're into podcasts, if you're a keen bean, you can listen back to them. We have all our podcasts from when we started on there as well. And we'd love you to have a listen. So let's read God's word. Matthew 13, 31 to 32. He told them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed, which a man too can planted in his field. Though it is the smallest of all seeds, yet when it grows, it is the largest of garden plants and becomes a tree, so that the birds come and perch in its branches. Amen. Just a couple of verses this morning, and uh, I want to stir the pot with our yeses this morning. This morning, so it's a, a pot of porridge, as well as stirring our hearts uh, with this couple of verses. As well as working for Inverness Vineyard for a couple of days, I also do a couple of days with Vineyard, uh, the movement, the, uh, the movement, and I'm known as the Multiply Regional Coordinator. Very fancy, very fancy. So I do that a couple of days a week. And the heart of the role really is looking at multiplication, planting, equipping, releasing people in our church communities across Scotland uh, to, to plant more churches and to journey that process with them from the very early days to assessing and mentoring once they're, they're live as well. 
And we need more churches in Scotland. We need more churches across the highlands, in the towns and in the villages to share the gospel, to share the hope that we carry. It's not just for Inverness, but for our nation and nations. We need more innovation uh, in our churches, but also in our workplaces as we carry Jesus, to bring light and life to the business world, to bring light and life to the workplace, to education, to healthcare, for entrepreneurs, for the dreamers and schemers. And I think when it comes to saying those couple of lines, we can often overcomplicate it. We can often feel the pressure when we speak those big things out. When it comes to big picture stuff, when we have those couple of lines, we often press pause or we often shut it down completely because it seems too big and too overwhelming. And all of that starts small, I believe. All of those things I mentioned start small. It's a combination of many small steps. There's something in the small here in this passage that Jesus wants to get across to his disciples with the kingdom of God that grows, that multiplies out in our yes with this man, with this illustration. And I think the more I read the Gospels, the Jesus way is very simple. And this wee passage has some important reminders of that simplicity. So to, sum, to kind of summarise, I think the Jesus way, following Jesus, can be described in part as stacking up our yeses before him. Stacking up our yeses, doing what he asks of us. One foot in front of the other, yes after yes. Yes stacked on to yes. And this especially is to do with yeses in the small things. There's something in the small. We see Jesus speaking of the kingdom of heaven as a mustard seed in this passage. And the main thing I want to take away from this teaching this morning, uh, and there are commentators that look at what, what is symbolic of the mustard seed and what it means and uh, just differing views on that. But the main thing I want to take away from these few lines, this parable on the kingdom of heaven, is the smallness of the mustard seed. Is the smallness of the mustard seed. This seed would have been two millimetres and it grows to a tree, we read in the passage. It's the largest of all garden plants and becomes a tree. Birds come and perch on its branches. Have you ever looked at a tree and thought, that started as a seed? <laughs> it's, it's incredible, isn't it? We've seen, uh, we're out in a park on holiday and there's a plaque and a tree like 120 years old. And I know trees are that age, but it was just baffling. This started as a seed. We have a tree here in the office. It's completely fake, so that started in a factory. But most trees, well, all trees that are real, start with a seed. It was a seed once. <coughs> Let's have a quick look at the passage and the small yeses we bring to Jesus that are illustrated by this man. Remember our yes often starts small. Firstly, we read the very first words, not the very first words, but one of the first words, which a man took. The kingdom of heaven is like mustard seed, which a man took. He took it. He took it. The first yes, he took the seed. He took the seed. I want to tell us, all of us this morning, that what we do matters, what we bring matters, who we are matters, our story matters, our yes matters, our mustard seed, 
that we carry our mustard seed moments matter. Don't neglect the mustard seed moments. Don't neglect the small beginnings. Don't neglect the small hidden moments of getting going. Don't put them in your pocket for a rainy day or a better time. When we're ready. What does that even mean when we're ready? When we're old enough. Once we're sorted. Once things are back to normal. The man took the mustard seed, he picked it up, he received it. There was a yes, I'll take hold of this. One of my friends bought me a bonsai tree years ago because of my fascination with a karate kid. I loved the karate kid when I was younger and I said this to one of my friends and I had a delivery of a bonsai tree that arrived. And it ended up in my garage for a good while in this dark and dingy place in its box. It had no chance of of thriving, of growing, of life and light. I wonder what kingdom seed Jesus is asking us to pick up today that perhaps we put in dark and dingy places. Perhaps we haven't been watering. Perhaps uh, we haven't taken it. We've, we've, we need to pick up again. That's the first yes, to receive it, to take it. And this passage is a reminder that the small matters, that the day-to-day, -day, the mundane, the repetitive, the slog, the dreary, that God is with us. And that there are mustard seed moments to be found if we would but pick up the seed, if we would but take the seed. There's something in the small. Opportunities, opportunities to love, opportunities for conversations, opportunities for generosity, opportunities for seeing someone in need and just stepping up and bringing our small into that, opportunities for God's Spirit to just roam in these spaces. Who knows the potential of that? Who knows the potential? It might stay small but it'll never go to waste. It might bless and teach us. It might grow into something incredible that we might never hear of. But there is something in the small when we take that seed. Never goes to waste. Secondly, remember to work our yes into the ground. A few years ago, when we first moved here, we had a coach from Vineyard. He kind of looked after us the first year and mentored us. It was incredible. And she bought us a plum tree and as a gift at the end of our time coaching. So we planted it in the ground and unfortunately we're no Monty Dawn. We quite like Gardner's World now, but it didn't survive. And my take on it is we never, we never dug into the ground far enough. We never got our hands dirty. We didn't give it enough care and attention. So you won't be getting any plums from us anytime soon. We read the man, he sowed the seed in the field. I watched a YouTube video of sowing seed. He ruffled the soil. He ruffled the soil. He had to do something with it. We see the second yes in the small, with the small seed. We see the man pick it up. Not only that, he sowed it. He wasn't afraid to get his hands dirty and do something with it. You know, perhaps with this seed, he had a picture of what it would become. In faith, he got his hands dirty with the small and he gave it an opportunity to grow. He gave the seed a chance to live. He gave the seed a chance to breathe, a chance to grow. Are we working 
the kingdom seed, the small things, the mustard seed moments that we get from God, are we working it into the ground? Are we rolling up our sleeves and not afraid to get our hands dirty? It's not good enough just to take the seed. That's the first yes. But we are to get our hands dirty and, and sow that seed. Get going. Are we giving those moments a chance to grow? You see, I think Jesus reminds us with the small here, you've got to go and do something with it. You've got to give it a chance to grow. You've got to take it into the spaces and places that I'm calling you into. Don't just take it and leave it on the shelf. Don't just take it and forget about it. We need to get our hands dirty. If God has given you a seed, an idea, a dream, a vision, whatever he's given us, however small it starts and whatever it becomes, we as Jesus people are called to plant it and to plant it in good soil and to take care of it and allow it to be all that it intends to be. Keep it alive. Be around people who keep us pointing to Jesus, who remind us of what is planted, remind us to take care, to pull out weeds, to say to us what we're doing is making a difference. Life groups are so important with that church family that we would find a place in a life group. We've got a new sign up right now, so it's very apt. And I just want to encourage you as we step back into in-person environments as well, would you pair that invitation into that with an invitation into joining a life group and finding your tribe in terms of life groups? It's a lot more difficult to do what I've mentioned in isolation. We need each other. We need each other. Thirdly, keep your eyes on the patch, on your patch. We planted four years ago, nearly four years ago, and all of a sudden, in that moment that we were commissioned, we're out in the open, Inverness Vineyard Church, alongside hundreds of other churches, thousands of other churches in the UK. And I've got to be honest, I was like, oh, what are they doing? What are they doing? Oh my goodness, their website's amazing. What are their initiatives amazing? It's just little old us. Ah, what can we do? Oh, never going to be able to do that. Look at other church plant. That's, oh my goodness, what's happened there? Oh wow, look at all the people gathering there. It was, it was overwhelming, that first little season. And then the pandemic hit, so as well. And then all of a sudden, everything we do moves online. Oh, wow, they've got nice production, nice live stream there. Oh, I like that intro. Their worship's good. Oh, wow, I love that teaching series. Ah! If I'm totally honest, that pang, that pang of insecurity kind of just fell upon me in those two instances. Firstly, launching and then when the pandemic hit. Have you ever had that in other contexts? Oh, their house is massive. Our house isn't as big as that. Oh, that's a nice car. I wish I could afford that car. How do they afford that car? Their kids always seem to be angels. They're so well behaved. Wish I could afford that. They're on holiday again. Where are we going to go next year? I wish we could go. But how, how do they manage to get abroad every year? Or, oh, that prayer at Life Group. I was going to pray next, but you know what? Yeah, I'm never going to be able to pray like them, so I'll just give it a miss. All of that isn't part of our story. What I mentioned isn't part of our story. Thankfully, I got over those little seasons. And the main thing 
was that it was draining. It was draining to keep up with everything to do with uh, other churches and, and, and feel the pressure of that, that I was trying to become something that we weren't called to be. And that's draining. There's freedom in our God-given paths where he's placed us that's no one else's. Jesus was clear in this passage that this seed was smaller than the other seeds. And the man could have thought initially, you know what, forget it. What folk need isn't another another seed to be planted in this field. Look at that field over there. They've got more than one worker. Look at all the seed they're planting. Their seeds are bigger. They've got more seeds. I'm just going to leave it. The man could have thought that, couldn't he? But he sowed. He concentrated on his patch. He carried on. He trusted the process. He stayed in his lane. I just want to remind us uh, that comparison is a crippler. It's a crippler. And to keep in our lane. Keep in our lane as we step out. Keep in our lane as we follow Jesus. Keep in our lane as we look to love each other as we look to love our city, keep in our lane. What's our story? What's God gifted us? What's he placed us into? And then finally, keep stacking the yeses and see where it takes you. If you'd said 10 years ago we'd be planting a church in Inverness, four years in, seeing everything we've seen, seeing God's provision and grace and stories, we would have laughed. We would have laughed. And I think looking back, our journey is simply stacking our yeses one after another. Those little moments of, oh, that might be God. I'm going to take a little step closer. Or, oh, my heart skipped a beat there. I'm going to take a little step closer and say yes. Let me find out more. There have been mustard seed moments that haven't quite materialised how we thought they would. But we've learnt in those seasons to go again and remember what we're made for. For things to, to multiply, for us to be used, and for the seed to grow and to multiply, we can't stand still. We have to pick it up. For seeds to grow and produce more seeds, we just need to keep saying yes. Small yeses to the nudges that the Father is inviting us into. Keep picking up the seed. Keep working it into the ground. Keep staying in our lane when we're doing that. And let's see what happens. There's something in the small. It all matters. And I believe if we grasp the kingdom potential of the small and step into that, and each find our place in that, we'll see God move in greater measure this next season. And we'll be more aware of his presence. There's something in the small. Amen.